Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to another edition of your favourite podcast, Insane in the Membrane. Insane in the Membrane. Hello everybody, welcome again to another episode. Uh, you, we are, we are in the, well, in the midst of colds and coughs, uh, but we've been, we've been tested, we're not, it's not, it's not the Covid or the Omicron or whatever the new one's called. Um, it is a common old garden cold that's ravaging the, 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 the um, Insane in the Membrane uh, family. But at least it's that, and you know, it's not it's not the other one. So good, weirdly. I don't know why it's good, but it's, it's not been good. Here we are. Anyway, uh, before we get into that, uh, let's talk about, uh, let's say, let's do the admin. Let's do the admin. Uh, thanks, firstly, uh, to our Patreons. Thank you so much for helping us keep the lights on. Really appreciate that. Uh, we're honestly without you uh, we would be we would be really struggling so thank you so much to all of our wonderful patrons if you're listening to this and you would like to become a patreon uh, go to our insane the membrane uh, patreon page and you can pay what you want uh, but it, it, all of it goes back into the podcast and helps us keep this going so we don't make any money from it it all goes into the podcast so if you could do that for us or you want to do that for us thank you very much if you're already doing that for us thank you it does not go unnoticed you are all legendary human beings thank you so much um now also uh we've mentioned this many times before um sos clothing save our souls clothing um they are they've now started a new they've got a new website where all of our merch is on uh, you've got Comedy Arcade, Vix Layton's, you've got uh, Off the Beat of Track, you've got the Pink Toothbrush. Uh, it's all on there uh, and it's called uh, buythatmerch.co.uk. That's where you'll get uh, all of our stylish Insane in the Membrane t shirts. Uh, and there's a range of colours now, whereas before we were just doing the gold. Now we've got green, uh, we've got red, we've got, uh, we've got grey. We've got all manner of things. So go to that, go to the website buythatmerch.co.uk. And uh, check it out. Check it out. You'll have a great time. You'll have a great time. So thanks to uh, Stacey and Mark uh, for doing that for us. And uh, like I say, a range of colours. A range of colours. Because I know people get upset because, oh, don't do gold. Well, no, you don't have to. The gold one is still there. But now you do black, white, all sorts. Have a look. You'll love it. Uh, also, uh, do get your limited edition Insane in the Membrane coffee beans from wogancoffee.com based in Bristol. Use the exclusive Membrane listener promo code MEMBRANE, that's one word, for 10% off of our podcast packs. Uh, so do, if you get them, just send us a picture, we'll have a look. We did have some somewhere, but I think producer Paul's at it. I think he's drunk it. So uh, yeah, that's so thank you to wogancoffee.com uh, based in Bristol as well. How, how cool is that? Um, uh, and, and don't forget to check the episode notes each week for links to our guests, our merch, and also, don't forget, we've got a YouTube channel now. So a lot of these we video now, we put them out on our YouTube channel, so we're sending the membrane uh, on YouTube, and we've also got a Twitch channel as well, and that's where you can see, uh, see me in action uh, in the studio. So that's, that, that comes up as well. There's all manner of things, and we're going to 
coming up for the new year we've got loads of stuff coming up we've got we, it's, it's gonna be our third birthday in february so we've got uh, we've got a special we've got a special edition coming out for that uh so stay tuned for that one uh, and once all the lockdown restrictions and that uh, uh, sort of stop again, we will be back out. We're going to do a live, another live one because we do really well at latitude, and we've had a really good time doing the live one. So we're going to see if we can do we can do another one. But um, at the moment, it looks like all the all the lockdown things are coming, but not lockdown, all the uh, COVID restrictions coming back into play. So it's all up in the air at the minute. So we'll see. Uh, we will see because I'm uh, uh, yeah. I've had a morning as I recall this. I've had a morning. All my gigs are dropping away again. Oh, it's not looking good for old Wilson. It's going to be a bleak, bleak winter. Let me tell you that much. But you know what? I've got you guys, so we'll be fine. As long as, as long as we all stick together, we'll be fine. We'll be punting this out every week, regardless of what goes on um, with the Rona. So we don't even call it the Rona now, do they? It's the, the vid. Um, but do don't, don't worry. This will keep coming at you. Don't you worry about that. It's all fine. So this week's guest. Is uh, uh, I, I, I didn't realise it. Right, so where we are at Dark Horse Digital, uh, which is producer Paul's uh, uh, studio, there's uh, there's other people using uh, on different floors, different offices in, in the building. Um, so we've got Sasha who works upstairs, and he's I don't know, he's something to do with uh, special special effects in movies. Um, we've got uh, there's, there's the guy from the forum uh, in Tumbridge Wells. He comes down sometimes, and he uses a bit of the office. And then downstairs. Uh, it was a photographer. His name's Mark Harrison, and you know he's, he's worked on the wall. And as you walk in, there's, like, there's a big picture, a, a famous picture of uh, Sinead O'Connor that you would have seen, um, and Frank Lampard as well. And you go and go, oh, that's oh, is that him? Oh, cool, cool, cool. Um, and then as we as I've got to know him, as I've come down to the studio, um, I, I, like we talked to Patrice Paul, talked to him. We had a pint, and he's photographed everybody, like some of the most famous photographs you've seen. And I couldn't believe it. I'm like, yeah, I didn't know that was you. And we got chatting. And I was like, do you know what? Do you want to come on the podcast and talk about this? And he was like, yeah, I'd love to. Because, it, yes, mental health is the is the jumping off point for this podcast. But as many listeners know, sometimes it does go off into other areas. But I always think that, you know, listening to other people's stories and the things that they've had to deal with, I think it all still comes under the banner of uh, mental health. You know, because you, you, just just having to deal with people is something that you know really does put a strain on everybody's mental health. You know, it, it depending on what mood you're in, uh, depending on what job you're doing. You know, it, it, I think it all. I think all these stories help in some way, help us to get a better understanding. Or, oh, not a better understanding, but it makes us feel less alone. Like, oh, yeah, you have to deal with that. I've had to deal with a similar thing like that. And so, you know, that's why I'm, I'm, I have all these different interesting people on that, that come from different backgrounds. That aren't. It's not necessarily mental health. You know, outright, but it, it, I think it all helps. Um, and Mark's, Mark's, he's, 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 like I say, he's, he's photographed some incredible people. And one of the stories that he, that he was, that he, uh, and he'll talk about this sort of, he, well, he, t- he talked about as much as he could in the, in the episode. He was there to photograph the infamous um, interview with uh, Prince Andrew. And so, you know, we get to find out what happened there and how he came to be in the room with that uh, incredible thing. And so, I mean, he's also, you know, he's also, uh, he's, he's, he's photographed Dan DeVito, Sting, even Boris Johnson. So he's photographed some incredible people. Um, uh, and, 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 you know, it was, 
you know, de- like I say, dealing with people, you know, and especially in that environment, people like that on that level, you know, you got to deal with, you're not just dealing with people, you're dealing with egos, insecurities, you know, um, they're keen at the, at when their photographs be taken, but then suddenly they don't want them out, you know, there's it, a lot to deal with, it's really stressful. And so I was like, I'm really interested to find out. So, um, so look, I was like, you know what, I thought I'd have him on. So yeah, coming up in a minute is Mark Harrison. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A podcast from producer paul.co.uk. Insane in the membrane. People don't realise what goes into what you do. It's not just taking a photo. Well, it's it's the prep beforehand. It's the it's the thinking how I'm going to well how anybody's going to do it Mm. um, and planning it all out, looking how much time you've got, yeah, and how you're going to engage with them and whether you're going to go down the sort of chameleon route of fitting in with their groove or whether you're going to come at them with an agenda. Um, you know, it's it's all sorts of ways of doing it, and and I never know what I'm going to find. I I have no idea whether I'm going to turn up and people are going to be charismatic and my best friend, or burst into tears, wow. or you know, uh, there have been some extraordinary ones over the years of of people who've reacted in ways that have completely thrown me. Really, and I've had to. I did a, I did a shoot years ago with Al Gore. Yeah, um, right, okay, and. Uh, so ex-Vice President of the United States. And um, he was um, extraordinary. They, they said, you've got 10 minutes in a hotel. Um, so I had about 10 minutes to set the thing up. So I had to work it out before. I knew what the school mm. was. Had it worked out. Uh, walked in the room, got my lights ready, had a simple setup. Yeah. But I needed to get a reaction off him because all the pictures I'd looked at him, there was nothing. So I was determined to get something... From him, some sort of physicality that that suggested that you know he was alive because he mm. just looked zen, dead, <laughs> and um, I couldn't get it. And I'm no? I'm rarely defeated, so I was just getting. So I just sort of got closer and closer. You know, there's a kind of natural distance we all stand from each other, and and that if you go into someone's personal space, 
you get a kind of reaction. Normally, you ah. the, the, their eyebrows change. They get a bit tense. Men especially. Women are fine, but yeah. men can be quite difficult if you invade their, their personal space. Oh, and really? um, he didn't do anything. So normally, if I go, if I cross that threshold, yeah. you get a reaction. You get, he didn't do anything. And it got to the point where I was running out of time and I hadn't got the shot. And every single picture, he looked the same. He just <laughs> wouldn't change, which is really unusual. He wouldn't yeah. follow instructions. It was almost like the CIA had said to him, don't give anything away. So I lent, I stopped. This is a camera on a tripod. Stood up and grabbed him, leant across <laughs> and grabbed him, thinking, well, if for nothing else, he's got to do something, yeah, expecting yeah, yeah. either Secret Service to come over or something, and nothing. Just what? he even even when I grabbed him, nothing. And when I, you know, left the shoot a bit disheartened, thought, oh, you know, what an opportunity, and I've messed up. I got home, and this is in the days of film, mm. so ran out the contact sheets, sat and looked at them all. They're all pretty much the same. So I rang the magazine and said, why don't you just run the whole lot? Why don't you run it? That this is the rock. This is the man. This is the immovable man. Because yeah. you know there were small variations, but fundamentally, it was just like a. This is the 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 way he presents himself, and nothing can change that. It was the, it was an odd one. But, um, <laughs> Especially anyway. when you grab someone. I mean, that, like yeah. Well, sometimes you have to. I mean, I, I I'll do anything to get people to respond. I mean, you know, if if most nine out of ten times it's fine, and 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 it's it's a combination of uh, getting a performance from them. They're mm. either going to give me their performance, but I generally look at how things have been approached before with people and, and and try and go somewhere else. So there are certain people who always do the same picture. They always present themselves to the public in in, in, in a similar way. And yeah. I'm just keen to go somewhere else. So quite often, I mean, sometimes it doesn't work. I did a, <laughs> I did a shoot last year with um, Lorraine Kelly. Right. And she's always, always, always grinning yeah. to the point where it, you just wonder whether that's really her. And the first thing I said to her is, I want you, I don't want you smiling. And she said, no one's ever done that before. And I said, oh, that's brilliant. Fantastic. Yeah. And I thought, oh, fantastic. I've got something that nobody else will have. Started the shoot and she just looked like a killer. <laughs> she just looked like a murderer. And as I started, I realised, ah, this isn't going to work. This yeah. is this is not the direction that's going to work. Because even though she was pleased as punch to give me her, um, you know, uh, her completely uh, theatrical I can be something else bit. Mm. It just didn't look No. Right. Everyone sees her as everyone sees her. and and, yeah. and that face I you only ever see that face in one in, in looking yeah. like that so I don't know why I'm telling you about all my failures but there we go. No, no. <laughs> but it's nice because you've photographed so many incredible people that it's just there is an assumption that you just wander in and go yeah bang, 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 and it's done. People don't realize what I've like I said at the beginning they don't realize what actually goes into it. you have to plan it out. I, 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 my dad, uh, he's, he, he, he dabbles in in painting, and someone asked him to paint uh, their their horse, and my dad took a year to paint the horse, and I, and they kept saying, "Is it done yet?" And I kept, "Dad, is it done?" And he went, mm. "No." He goes, "I'm I'm trying to catch the character of the horse. I can't just paint the horse. I need to capture that thing that they go. Oh well, that is that's the horse. That's that particular horse." And then when he painted it, I went, oh, yeah, I totally get it. I totally get what you mean. And so, and the same with your photography. You're trying, like you said, you're trying to capture. There is a difference, else. at least with the, with, the, with the painting thing, it's just a single point of view on something. You make a decision artistically, how are you going to portray this person, creature, whatever. 
photography is is a bit different, particularly now with digital, in 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 that it's it, it's much more of a dialogue. Mm. Um, I'm hardly ever now asked to go and do a portrait because quite often it it has to portray, um, uh, it has to illustrate something, and also I'm quite aware that the subject is involved and understands the medium. They understand how they're going to come across. They're much right. more visually literate. So I have to tread a fine line between delivering a PR shot effectively, you know, how to make you look beautiful, how to make you look wonderful, yeah. and and having my own point of view. Yeah. Uh, and that's quite difficult because sometimes my own point of view uh, and my own interest in how I'm going to do this photograph um, is not necessarily what the client will want. So yeah, yeah, yeah. quite you know, quite often I'll draw a line down the middle and say, well, that what is it you need to the client? And I'll deliver that. And then I'll go, right, now I've got 10 minutes left or five minutes left. I'm going to do my own thing for better, for worse. Mm. Um, sometimes it, get, it works out and sometimes it doesn't. Because we're now in an age of utter flattery, aren't we? Instagram and Always. everything else, it's all about everything's wonderful, everything's beautiful, everything's yeah. positive. That's why if you ask most portrait photographers particularly, their heroes are all the people from way back when none of this existed and they you, you could you could have an opinion and you could take a picture. I mean, there's been some classic photographs of the years, great pictures that we all look back on now. There's a wonderful Marilyn Monroe one where she looks completely vacant and lost uh, and human. Yeah. And she would probably hate that picture. Nowadays, she'd have a PR come and make you sign an NDA and take the picture down. Really? You wouldn't be able to do that anymore. But it's it's an iconic picture because it's real. Yes, yeah. Yeah, and that's that, that's what I was thinking about this the other day, where we used to like, like you said with the film, like so you had, you, you know, there were like, um, like we won't have any more, we won't have any more like mistakes and and uh, like when it develops twice and there's a weird thing going on and you won't have any of that. It, like you say, it's all curated to a point where there aren't any, there aren't any blemishes, no mistakes anymore. Well, yeah, in fact, my know. very very first job when I got out of art school. Uh, so I was probably about, I don't know, 20 or something, Was uh, and I didn't really know what I was doing. I blagged myself into a quite a sort of uh, avant-garde, cool magazine, um, and they gave me this job to photograph uh, the travel writer P.J. O'Rourke, who I'd never wow. heard of. I mean, I know who he is now, yeah. but at the time I had no idea who he was. I didn't really know anything. Uh, this is pre-Google and all that stuff, so you you either went to the library and looked up somebody or you, yeah, asked, you, yeah. you rung your dad up and said, you know, who he is. <laughs> it was that kind of thing. So went along... Did the shoot with my secondhand battered bits of equipment, none of which worked properly. I couldn't afford to rent anything. I didn't actually have an account. It was all very basic. Shot the pictures on film. Transparency as well, which is very difficult. to You know, you can't get it wrong. Really? Um, so these days there's loads of ways of recovering stuff. But in those days it was what you, you know, what you shot was what you got. Took it back to the lab in Soho. He obviously got back on a plane and left. Um, I thought, you know, there's got to be something good on here. Uh, ran it through the lab. The lab brought it back out and the lab technician put it down on the table and said, I think you would have a look at this. And, you know, you put you put your pictures on the light box in those days to have a look at them. And the main strip of uh, pictures had a red mist fog all over it. No. And I cried. Yeah. Because it was my it was my oh. first break. And I and I just, I cried, I mean, to my embarrassment, I just cried in the lab. I was like... It's um, it's over, and the guy came in and said, well, "What's the matter?" And I said, "Look, well, look, look what's happening. It's obviously fogged. I had these really cheap cameras; they leak light." Yeah. And he said, "Okay." And this was a great piece of advice. He said, "Just believe in it, and they will believe in you." And he wow. said, "What you should do is cut up the pictures into little individual pictures and mount them, 
like they're worth something, like they mean something, like you do, are doing this deliberately, and go into the magazine and say, do you like my new effect? <laughs> so a couple of months later, double page spread in a, in a, in a cool magazine, PJ Rourke, covered with a red mist. Oh, my God. They ran it. <laughs> so it's a sort of yeah. belief thing that, that and, I, and I, you know, it's one of the few things that I've picked up and, and run with, really, is that, not 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 make the best of your mistakes, although there is a bit of that. But it's just just a sort of. But if you believe <laughs> if you believe in something enough, yeah. other people will believe in you too. You know, it's, yeah, it's, people will roll with it, and and and. So I'm trying to be positive because the, the instinct is to point out all your mistakes, as I have been doing to you. Yes, obviously. yeah, I do. But also that a to lot. run with, you know, run with your run with your, run with when it works and. Um, other people will, will will go with it. it yeah, it, it looked great actually. It looked. I, I haven't seen it, but I, I'll have a look. It's that's what we. I think we want when we think there are mistakes. I think we do. We do point them out. We are the first ones to point them out because we we want people to know. No, I know. I know that's. I know that's that. It's also a very British thing, though, isn't it? It is a very British thing. Yeah, we're very um we're very down on ourselves and very um. I mean, I always whenever I get um. Particularly, particularly with business, and I was going to say business people, but it's nice business men actually. Mm. If they're English, and I say that as opposed to British, if they're English, the chances are they're going to absolutely hate having their picture taken. Any form of vanity, any form of being seen to be successful, which is what the right. implication of me turning up in the first place is, um, they hate it. If they're American, quite often I have to say I've finished and they're still dancing around, you know, uh, and that's not to decry Americans. It's just that we are a very different breed. We're very... Um, closed in, very... Closed, yeah, yeah. We're, 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 we're not that keen on being seen to be successful or, no. or the worst thing in the world would be showing off, wouldn't it? It'd just oh, dreadful. Oh, just dreadful. Oh, that's the worst thing to be told as well. Stop showing off. You're showing off. <laughs> it's the dad oh, thing, it? Yeah. It's awful. But, I, but this is, I mean, and you said about blagging it. I mean, the, at least you had that, the wherewithal at the beginning there so to to go oh, I'm just going to go for it yeah but it's taken me it's taken me years to get to a state of confidence uh, really? partly because I couldn't afford the security valve of all the clobber you would need to have fallback I didn't have anybody working for me um, and I was up, I, I was not in stomach because when I go on particularly in, well to a small degree now but particularly in the days of film when you go on a job you're you, that's it. You you travel to somewhere, you do it. You're never going to get a second chance. Mm. There's no way of in those days. There was very little way of recovering anything. Or, or right, you know, yeah. um, if you messed up, that was it. Um, the writer. I've had writers in the. I've had journalists in the back of my car on the way back. Uh, we did a shoot once with the two bishops of Liverpool. There was a. Uh, they got them both together for a shoot. Um, the Catholic and the Church of England one. And we went up to Liverpool. Took a journalist up there did the shoot she did her uh, her interview she got back in the car sitting in the back of the car I could hear sobbing in the back of the car I pulled the car over I was like what's the matter and she said there's nothing on the tape and I was like okay well get your phone ring out the PR tell them that, that you're going to need some additional words and you can call them tomorrow and you can do the interview over the phone they won't even realise yeah and sure enough she did it it's fine you'd never I read the piece you'd Amazing. never know but of course if I if I mess up if everything's out of focus or yeah. if Something hasn't backed up or dropped out, or in the days of film, you can't find the film, yeah, yeah, or you've yeah. got your technicals wrong, you're stuffed. Have you done? Has there, has there, has there been someone where you just? Yeah, yeah there's been. Yeah. I mean, I've had I've had ones where 
I've travelled around the country to do maybe six or eight famous people and I get to the fifth one and I'm looking in the bag and I can't find the film from the previous one. I just can't find it. And... Because I, you know, you just we're all human, and yeah, yeah. But again, yeah. so I'm ringing up saying, "Can I come back?" I've had, I've had, I've had, I've had dreadful ones of, of uh, things going wrong where people haven't backed up my work. We can't find the thing on the computer, all sorts of things. So I have to have all sorts of things in place just to stop me being a ball of tension yeah. the whole time. Uh, it's a lot simpler now, but um, I've still done. I did a job a couple of years ago out, out in Dubai where. About a month later, the client rang up and said, the card that you did the whole thing on has corrupted. We can't find it. Have you got the backup? And I hadn't got the backup. Shit. So the whole, oh. so the whole job was on that card. I assumed they backed it. It's just all this. <laughs> and is it, because I, I, the, the very few photo shoots that I've had to do for what I do, I remember the first one I ever did with a guy called Andy Hollingworth. And I got there and he said, right, what's the theme? And I'm like, I don't, what? He went, well, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I thought we were just having photos taken. And he's like, no, no, we got. This should be a theme. We should have. And he hadn't told me that. So we ended up, we ended up the the, the famous picture with the apple and the bowler hat. That we were yep. going to do that. Yep. And it wasn't until afterwards I kind of went. It's supposed to be headshots. Why am I? I'm screwing my face with this apple. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's my first experience of that. So when you go, do the client tell you what they want? Sometimes it's because it, it's got to match a piece and it's got to match an idea. Um, sometimes it's got to match the style of whoever you're working for. Sometimes it's just got to match a layout. So there's one uh, Saturday magazine I work for where they always, if it's a double page spread, the person's always on the right hand side. There's got to be a blank on the left hand side for headlines. You've got to look at the picture not just as a photograph but working within a layout of course, um yeah. so i draw up I mean, i'm doing it now for for a job tomorrow i'm drawing up four or five lighting ideas layouts and we'll probably shoot five and they'll use three um but again it's tomorrow's a luxury of time sometimes i mean i've done jobs uh, i did a job a few years ago with uh crikey i don't remember his name he's the most famous tennis player in the world oh blimey um I don't know. Oh, okay. Paul, any good with tennis players? His... No, Andy Murray. Uh, uh, not him. Uh, uh, all right, we'll come oh, back no. to that one. I don't know. Anyway, a very famous tennis player. Um, <laughs> uh, he has... Pete Sampras. No. No. Um, uh, Roger Federer. No. The other one. The other one. <laughs> Djokovic. Djokovic. Thank hey. you. Yeah. Thank you, Djokovic. Uh, Djokovic is sponsored by Seiko. I mean, that's something else. I mean, sportsmen are a nightmare. Sports people are a nightmare because, for lots of reasons, generally because... They've been fated since the age of about 12. So they're not necessarily the best company. Mm. They don't really understand the whole selling yourself through a photograph or presenting yourself. So you tend to get a kind of blank box to work with. And the biggest difficulty uh, is time. Uh, and I did Cameron Norrie, another one the other day, and same thing, is that, that they buy slots of time. So in the Djokovic case, um, He's sponsored by Seiko. They pay him millions of pounds a year. So they buy slots of time with him, 20 minutes. So mm. I got the phone call and said, there's a 20-minute slot with Seiko coming up at this fancy hotel. In, um, he's doing this, this, and this. And I was like, great, 20 minutes is fine. They went, no, no, no. That's the Seiko time. Of that time, we can give you six minutes. What? So this is for a cover and a spread for a yeah. magazine. So they said, can you do it in six minutes? And I said, well, I've got three things to do. I've got to do three pitches. And they said, can you do it in six minutes? So I said, okay, yeah, all right, I'll do it. So I had to get somebody to come and work with me. We went, 
we, we, we hired a space a couple of days beforehand and we yeah. stopped, watch, stopped watched it and worked out how to do it in six minutes, how oh, to do wow. it, which involved him arriving. I think I shook his hands. I said, I've got no time to talk. I'm really sorry. And then just told him what to do. And so it, it, it's, it's quite a good photograph, but it's not a great portrait right, because yeah. we, we just had to go through, you know, you just have to wow. kind of bang it out. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's so stressful. When you- it's oh, oh look, so sometimes um, oh, I've done some yeah. I mean it is it's it, it's stressful when I mean people occasionally oh, things happen. Um, yeah. I've had ones. I've even had. I mean one of my earliest jobs um, was Margaret Thatcher. Wow! Did you know that Margaret Thatcher made a record? No. What? <laughs> what? She, she made a. Yeah, I don't think it sold very many, but she no, did, funny she that. did the Lincoln Memorial speech to an orchestra. As in, she she said it. So Thatcher had just been thrown out, uh, and I I used to work for um, quite a lot doing recording sessions for EMI. So mm. you'd go to Abbey Road, there'd be a, an orchestra in there, and normally I'd just turn up and do snaps of the orchestra recording and photograph whoever the opera singer was or whatever. Yeah, it's nice nice day in nice lunch at Abbey Road. Yeah. Um, and then one day I got a phone call saying, um, "Can you come in uh, tomorrow?" And I was like, "Yeah, fine. Who'll be doing?" They said, "We'll tell you when you get there." So I turn up the front desk. I say, "What? Well, what are we doing?" And they said, "Just go downstairs." Mm. So I go downstairs. Two big guys on the door. Show me some ID. They say. So I get out my driving license and in I go. And it's Margaret Thatcher in oh there. God. No one's told me. It's completely obscure. And I don't know what I'm doing. And I yeah. don't know how long I'm there for. Um, and at th- that time, she's pretty much the most famous person in the world in a bizarre way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's the kind of thing where. Again, um, you just, I don't know. My, my weirdest one, if you want my weirdest I do, yeah. November 2019, I'm sitting at home, not a very busy week. And yeah. when you're a freelancer, you, you know, you kind of <laughs> Up and down. generally take, take the work that's coming along. And I'm sitting on the sofa, telephone goes, six o'clock in the evening. Is that Mark Harrison? Yes. Are you free to do a job tomorrow in London? I said, well, who is it? And they said, it's the BBC. And I went, um, uh, I don't know, what diary. is it? And they said, um, it's news night. And I said, um, okay. Uh, thinking, well, it's a politician or it's a... Mm. I said, well, what do you want me to do? And they said, we just want you to... Are you available to come to the West End to do a shoot? And I said, well, who is it? And they said, we can't tell you. And I said, well, you'll have to tell me because yeah. I've got a dishwasher delivery coming tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so I said, uh, you've got to tell me. Who, who, what, am I, what do you want me to do? And they said, no, you have to sign an NDA. Or yeah. else you can't do the job. And I said, well, look, can I call you back in a minute? And they said, you can call us back, but you've got literally one minute. Wow. So I put the phone down and said to my wife, what, what do you reckon? She said, well, they won't tell you who it is. And I went, no. And they went, she went, must be good. Must be good. She said, take it. I was like, what about the dishwasher delivery? I've waited ages. We need the dishwasher. John Lewis are coming. She said, no, no, it's, it's, it's got to be good. So yeah. I ran back and said... Okay, fine. Send me the NDA. Got the NDA. Didn't say what it was on the NDA. Still. Still. Sign the NDA. Um, and I'm not telling you anything that's outside the NDA no. uh, or that's inside the NDA. Um, and um, I said, well, what are we doing? What are we doing? And they said, go to this cafe for 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. Make sure you're wearing a suit and uh, you'll get a phone call from there. I was like, I never wear a suit. No. Wear a suit. And I said, <laughs> I said, you do know how I work. I take lights and I take, I have an assistant and yeah. I'm, I'm, that's, I'm a portrait photographer. And they said, you won't need any lights. Just, just bring a minimal kit. 
make sure you're wearing a suit. Um, you're going to be security checked tonight. What? So I was like, oh, okay. I'm thinking, and I'm thinking, I must be the prime minister. It just yeah. Must be. And then I got the address about eleven o'clock at night. I got the address, um, and it was all a bit panicked. And it was right by Buckingham Palace. So I rang my wife and went. It's right by Buckingham Palace. No. And she was like, okay, you must be doing Megan. Maybe the Queen's going to make an announcement. I'm thinking, don't be daft. You wouldn't hire some, somebody like that. And I found myself going into Buckingham Palace with somebody, still not doing it, knowing what I was doing, yeah. taken through the palace, put in a lift, talking to somebody. I'm saying, um, I don't mean to be odd, but I don't know why I'm here. Yeah, what yeah, are we yeah. doing? So we get in the lift. The most surreal thing, standing in Buckingham Palace, going up into the lift, cut, lift doors open. I'm suddenly in the middle of the palace. What? And um, I said, right, you have to tell me, why am I here? And she said, you're here to photograph the Duke of York. And I went, the Duke of York? And I'm thinking, who's the Duke of York? Which one's he? <laughs> and, then, and, then I said, I, and then she said, it's Prince Andrew. And I went, <sighs> anyway. Wow. Most of the rest of it's under the NDA, uh -huh. but... Um, yeah, it was so that was the Emily Maitlis Newsnight no. interview. Oh my god. Um so that then unraveled as you saw yeah, with me yeah, standing yeah. there and me getting my pictures done through thick and thin yeah. and being taken on a slightly bizarre tour of the palace and then me being told by the producer as the photos wrapped because I had to get something specific uh, he just leant across and said to me, you've got two hours. This is going to be the biggest story in the world. Get out now. Yeah, right. And call me when you're in your back in your office. And I don't think I've ever been as nervous leaving somewhere. My I got back and I got in a cab and my heart was going nice as a dozen. Mm. I had three or four little cards that you shoot onto. No back, none of the usual setups I would normally do. So I'm thinking if, if I had no idea whether anything come out, because I didn't think it was going to be that important until it started to unravel. Yeah, I had yeah, no idea it was huge. going to turn. And as it unravelled, uh, it became interesting. Wow. <laughs> when you were taking the photos, because the interview itself is bizarre, some of his answers, you're going, what? I mean, when you were taking the photos and you were listening. Yeah, so well, I've got to be careful slightly gone, what I say. But, yeah, of course. But... Yeah. Um, I caught the eye of the cameraman at certain points <laughs> and we exchanged looks and... I also had to get the photographs done. There's so many things I'd love to tell you, but I can't. Mm. Um, but um, it was the most unusual situation because because as it was unraveling, it only it, the importance of it only it only became as important mm. as the thing unraveled. Yes. So I wasn't aware this was going to be something of consequence. And by the time I did realise. I had to make sure that I got the pictures, so I stopped the proceedings to get my photographs oh, right. um, because I just thought, this is extraordinary. Yeah. And I was also aware that they might well stop me leaving because I thought, surely somebody's going to come in from the palace and say, this has got to stop. And yeah. they didn't. And I left and it wow. was... Wow. And also the most... Biz I mean, I've, I've done lots of odd things over the years but that was particularly extraordinary because um i sat in my office down yeah here uh in, in my little office here processing the pictures with, with a producer sort of pretty much shouting at me down the line saying are they ready are they ready um sent them and he said just keep an eye on twitter he said watch twitter mm. um because tomorrow morning i think i'm just trying to remember but anyway 
there was a moment where I was sitting looking at Twitter, searching for Newsnight, searching nothing comes up, nothing comes up. And suddenly it comes up and there's like a quarter of a million people with a hashtag of Newsnight. So wow. from nothing to that, it's the most... Yeah. In- when you see your pictures go suddenly, you know, within... 48 hours, yeah. it was on the front page of every single newspaper over the world, over the entire world. We're getting requests from LA Times, just everywhere. Graham Norton's lot rang up. He, he wanted to make a gag about it. and used yeah. all sort, It just went everywhere. And it's so odd to, to sort of press a button and then wait and see yeah. whether it has the reaction that we thought it was going to have. So that's, that's the kind of pressure thing where you don't know, you just don't know what's going to no. happen. No. I mean, like you said, that's the most unusual thing. That's the most unusual thing I've ever heard, any job. And you were t- we were talking before, I think before we started recording, and you were talking about the fact you were doing Keir Starmer, you were editing some photos and you were making him look less sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> did you have to do that with Prince Andrew? Because <laughs> he did say he didn't sweat. A single bead would have blown his cover. I can't tell you anything else without risking the NDA. But, um, yeah, that was... Um, yeah. That that, yeah. that was an interesting. The, the key stuff. No, I mean, one of the strangest things is that technology is now so good. Mm. Um, I would hate to be photographed by someone like me these days because I can pull up, as I've just been doing. You can pull up people's faces to the degree where I can, I can see the surgery on their hairline. Yes, I can see that their roots need doing. I can see that they've got really bad acne. That or you can go around, and then you have to make a choice as to what you do whether you so it was a very hot day we were in a tiny room uh yeah he was a lovely bloke actually really yeah. lovely bloke um did exactly as i asked we had no grooming no 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 hair and makeup none of that stuff yeah, he, right, he, okay. he was like all of us would be if we shoved you know as you yeah. are rich you know yeah, shoved, shoved in, in a box. hot stuffy room and um yeah so he's hot and, 20, and i've just got to decide whether i leave that because uh, that's who it was and mm. that's how it or whether i you know reduce it and make him look a bit better i don't know yeah. it's um it, it's an odd dilemma i mean <clears throat> we had one a few months ago where somebody wanted a picture i did of mary berry and i said well do you want me to retouch her because i mean let's face it how far do you go <laughs> i don't know yeah. all of these it's it's a huge it's, it has a huge impact on on the way people are perceived you know I, I i can't bear it really but you can knock decades off people and i yeah. don't it's, it's a fine line judgment really but it's how they want to be portrayed, as you said earlier. It's how if they want to be seen as a certain way or they want to be warts and all, you know, honest people. Yeah, yeah, I've had me. quite a few very famous people lean across and say, uh, retouch the fuck out of me. <laughs> you know, it's... Um, yeah. It, it's... it's. I did a shoot once with... I don't... Uh, yeah, I think I can. I did a shoot once with Sting. Yeah. And um, before we did it, we were setting up uh, and his makeup artist came in and said... Um, very, very, um, very French Frenchman um, makeup artist, and uh, he leant across and he said, "Have you worked with Sting before?" And I said, uh, "Only yeah, once briefly." And he said, uh, "Do you know?" And I was like, "Know what?" And he said, "You don't know." And I said, "No, I don't know what." what? what? And then he sort of tapped the top of his head and looked at me, and he raised an eyebrow and he said, "No lighting from the top." Uh... And I went, "Oh, okay." He's worried about his hair. Okay. All right. And then to his credit, when Sting came in, he said, do you know? (laughs) Yeah, I've just been told. He said, I don't care. Oh. He said, I don't care. And I thought, you do care. Yeah. But that's a very good way around it. Um, Mate. So it's difficult. I mean, because you can wreck wreck somebody's career with a photograph. You can make somebody's career with a photograph. Yeah, I think so. 
you can you can i mean you know, I've, if if you flick through the pictures you'll have somebody sneezing you'll have somebody coughing somebody with their eyes shut mm. you stick all those in the bin i could not have them in the bin i could deliver a picture where they're Eyes are half open, half shut. They look slightly mad. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You, you have the control to choose the picture, which yeah. is either going to be the best one where they look lovely or it's the one that says something. So sometimes I've done people where, you know, I, there have been politicians I've done uh, where I've made a conscious effort to make a statement. And, yeah. it, you know, it, in some ways it's not fair. But it's actually no different to a journalist sitting down with them and, and, and having a discussion and coming to a conclusion. Yeah, true. But you've got power as a photographer. And I, sometimes when I've been in a corner, I've always, you know, I've leant across and said, it's no good pissing the photographer off because they're yeah. going to run this regardless. Don't yeah, piss yeah, me yeah. off. Because <laughs> if you don't, you know, if you don't play ball, I'll just shoot a bad picture and they'll run it. Yeah. Well, look what happened to Ed Miliband eating that bacon sandwich. I, yeah. In Case fact, point. Uh, that was one I feel slightly guilty. I did Ed Miliband as well. And I, you know how he's... He sometimes also, at the time, he was portrayed as Wallace from Wallace and Gromit yes. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, although I'm not 100% sure, I, I think I'm a tiny bit responsible for that because he was vying to be leader along with his brother and several other people. Yeah. And I knew who he was, but he wasn't at that point a major player. And they, they asked me to meet him in a football stadium somewhere up north. They said, he's travelling through, have yourself ready in this football stadium conference room and he'll come in, he'll do the shoot and then he'll go on. So I... I put myself in this Middlesbrough or somewhere in a, in a football stadium conference room, set up my backdrop. And I just had watched him on, on a, on a leadership contest and just thought he was pretty, pretty average. Really. I didn't think he was any great shakes. So I did something I would never normally do. I put a chair in the middle of the backdrop and I gave him absolutely no instructions. And he walked up and he st- I just said, could you just stand by the chair? And if you leave people yeah. without any instructions. And again, I come back to men particularly. You know, men, if you give them half a chance, if you stand them there, will stand with their hand. They'll stand like the, the like the goalie. They'll, they'll stand with their hands across, the, yes. you know, across their parts, their legs together, and they'll do the classic insecurity thing. And he just gripped this chair tighter and tighter and stood smaller and smaller. Now, what I'd normally do is say, open up, open up. Body language is everything. You've got to, you've got to look confident, open your you know, legs. Stand like you're going to run at me is the thing. Right, yeah. You know. Eiffel Tower shape. Give me that, you know, bit of a, that looks strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the smaller you get, the weaker you look. I just left him and I shot wow. a whole sequence of pictures. I didn't say anything to him. And if you don't say anything to him as somebody's a photographer, it really puts the heebie-jeebies up people. They get very worried. <laughs> and shot the pictures, rang the news desk and said, I've got a fucking great shot of Ed Miliband because he just looks totally insecure. Wow. Now that was my judgment. Um, I did some headshots. I did some safety stuff as well, and they ran it in the paper. And it became—I think—it's a terrible thing to say. I mean, you know, it, was a, it wasn't meant as a as a great statement on its own. But you just realised at that point, I was like, "Oh my god!" He's taking. You know, they, they ran the. They did a cartoon of him yeah. as Wallace, and, based on it. And I just thought, "Oh, I had no idea that that's what they were doing." They yeah, were, yeah. I had no idea it was going to run like that. I simply just thought at that point he wasn't the man, and I was going to photograph him do some headshots where you look good and then just see what happened when you mm. don't give people instruction. Men are terrible in front of the camera. You know, they just yeah. will do that. <laughs> but that's it, isn't it? It's Once the media, if they want to portray someone in a certain way, that's it. You know, I've met Ed Miliband. I, I did the podcast that he did with uh, Jeff Lloyd. He's a really lovely man. Yeah. And he really knows what he's talking about Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Brilliant dude. And then, because my dad uh, was, was a civil servant and his boss was Gordon Brown. I was talking to Ed about that, and then when we and we 
did the podcast and it was brilliant. And as I was leaving, he went, oh, give my regards to your father. They're just a really nice guy, you know? Really nice guy, yeah. Yeah. I was, but, but again, it's, it's the power of the photographer. It's, it was a very unusual for me, thing for me to do. And I was simply going on the debate I'd seen the previous night and I just thought he came across as weak in the debate. Nothing personal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, and I had also, obviously I had no idea it was going to, as far as I knew, it was going to be a magazine piece and it turned out to be a news piece. Yeah. Um, because you lose control beyond a certain point. You deliver and then you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it, it, there are other ones I've done which I'm, you know, in some ways proud of and in some ways not proud of because of the power and the impact you can have. I mean, years and years ago, it's a slightly different thing, but donkey's years ago, um, I did a shoot with um, uh, Bob Hoskins. Oh, wow. And I really liked Bob Hoskins. Yeah. But he was a great actor. And I was sitting in the studio and he'd done the interview next door. And what we generally tend to do is do you do the photographs before the interview? Because they'll be okay for the... If the interview goes badly... Yeah, oh, of course. Then the photographs are going to go really badly. And in this case, they did the interview first. And I hadn't seen the interview. And he walks into the room and he was furious. I mean, like... He was the long Good Friday. He was oh, just, really? just anyway, slightly terrifying. So I was all set up, and I and I came in and I said, "What happened?" And he started swearing and saying the, the interview had gone really badly. And I said, "Just keep it going. Sit down and yeah. vent your fury." <laughs> I don't think we actually exchanged any conversation at all. I just recorded the fury and the angry, the yeah. anger, and delivered it, and it looked great. And I hadn't read the piece, no idea, but I just thought that's what I saw. Yeah. That's how he was. Yeah. I didn't create that. I recorded it. So let's shoot it. These wow. days, that would be a lot more difficult because they'd probably say, have you got any shots of him smiling? Yeah. <laughs> or the PR would come in and say, you can't do that. Yeah. You've got to... You've you got- captured, him, captured him raw. Raw, yeah, yeah. raw and uncensored. And um, it's always thrilling if you get somebody interesting uh and successful at whatever they do, and they don't turn up with somebody else. They have the confidence to turn up, um, and they've looked at your work, and they know who you are, yeah. and to, the, the way you approach things. Um, that's really thrilling. It just just means that they're going to give you their give you their all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny that you don't realise because uh, I always think, you know, oh, people aren't looking at this, they're not looking at that, you know. And but I was at some Pancreas station. I was walking through, and those pianos are out in the station, mm. and there was a massive crowd around one of them, and I just had to push through. What's going on? It was Jeff Jeff Goldblum. Oh, and he was he was just uh, he was uh, promoting his new jazz album, and he was tinkling away. And he just happened to turn around. I lifted my phone up over the top of everyone, and I just snapped the picture on my phone, not thinking of anything. <laughs> and I was like, it was, and he just turned around at the right time. And I'm like, oh, that's brilliant. And I just so I tweeted, I'm uh, just wandering through. What am I doing? Oh, nothing. Just wandering through St Pancras, watching Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> and then all, about an hour, half an hour later, I got a load of like news places and like, can we use your photo? Can you use your photo? And you're like, I didn't think anyone would see that. So you just don't know, do you? Just you know. Well, imagery has never been more powerful, has it? It's no. everywhere, and the fact that we've all now got phones that shoot pictures, it's just in some ways it's the dominant force of communication now. Um, I thought photography was going to disappear with the with, with video. I thought it was going to be less important, but yeah. actually, it's in some ways, it's more important. It's um, well, as you said, you can you can make or break someone with a single shot. Yeah, I mean, and that's also why a lot of people are very defensive when they turn up, and you have to kind of, well, I I I, I try and break that. Um, break that distance between us. You know, I can't bear it if they just deliver the same old the same old thing they did for the last person. And, uh, you know, my, my agenda is to try and uh, 
get something out of them that's different. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so if I'm feeling very confident, um, sometimes we'll, we'll set everything up, we'll have it all ready, and then we'll just sit and talk for ten minutes, and, right? And I won't do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then eventually we'll start. I'll, I'll actually start shooting with it while still talking, so that, that we're not actually particularly aware that we're uh, we're taking photographs. Is another way of doing it. It's yeah, just yeah. just so that we're we're recording an event rather than them giving me their their best yeah. look and their you know. Do you, you know, have you seen my best side, all that kind of stuff? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on a minute. Producer Paul's put something up on the screen there. Oh, my God. So these are all the people you've taken photos of? Mike, everybody. You've taken photos of everyone? Uh, well, not quite everyone, but yes, quite a lot of people, yeah. Yeah, but Boris Johnson. Yeah. How was that one? Boris Johnson was, um, yeah, I've done a lot of the Johnsons. Um, in fact, I did his sister last week. Um, so I seem to keep bumping into the Johnsons, but anyway, he was um, he was mayor of London. It was the cover of a magazine, and um, he was uh, very odd. Actually. Really, he was really odd. Yeah, we, we were in the British Museum, um, and we were doing a shoot for a cover of a magazine, and uh, <laughs> I almost don't know if I can tell this <laughs> because it, it's so to his detriment, really. But and it doesn't feel very fair. But anyway, I will. Uh, he. It, He's sitting there. I can't get his attention at all. So really? we're only we're three foot apart. Yeah. All the lights set up. Um, I just can't get his attention. And his PR at the time, in front of him, just turns to me and says, "Have you worked? Have you photographed Boris before?" And I'm thinking, "He's Lucky he's right there. there. <laughs> he's right behind you." And I went, "No, I haven't." And she said, "Well, just just ask." Tell me what it is you want, and I'll tell him. And I went, I can't. He's there. <laughs> He's the mayor of London. It's almost like dealing with a small child, and I don't mean yeah. that specifically, but it felt like the process that yeah. I had to go through was like you would do with your toddler, and um, it was very difficult to get him to focus. Let's put it like that. Really? I just, I mean, it was a bit of an Al Gore moment where he just, I just had to cut. You know, you couldn't, you couldn't get him to behave in any particular way. But I have to say, a lot of politicians are like that. Yeah. I find. It's the kind of person who... Becomes a politician. Beca- yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they're an odd lot. Uh, some, yeah. not all of them, but um, I've done some terrific ones, but a lot of them are strange. Well, it's funny with anybody, politicians, musicians, whoever, when they get to a certain level, or they they are, like you say, they're a certain way that made them, that got them to that level. Comedians, like Sting, Rich. Sorry? Comedians as well? Comedians as well, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I, that's why I think, I don't have that. That's why I'm where I am. I don't have that. I don't, well, uh, Neil Ennis said, well, they said to, to speak to Neil Ennis, and they said to him, they said, oh, you should have been, why weren't you more successful? You should have been bigger. And he's like, I didn't have very pointy elbows. And like, <laughs> yeah, really I get nice. that. I get that. But Boris Johnson, I quite liked him in the early days. Like, he... Everybody did. When he did have I Got News For You, I read a piece in a magazine, might even be the piece you're talking about, where he pulled up on his bicycle. It must have been a different one, because he pulled up on his bicycle and outside the BBC, as he's locking his bike up, he turns around to the BBC building and he went, nest of paedophiles. And, just, <laughs> <laughs> and it just made me laugh. And you, he, Look, he's... he's you, it's the charisma thing, isn't it? Is You can be charismatic. It doesn't necessarily mean you want to be left with that person... No. You know, holding everything in their palm of their hands. No. Uh, I just find him nightmarishly worrying. Um, yes. Totally nightmarishly yeah, yeah, worrying. Yeah. Um, but I'm, he may be a lovely person. I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? That you can be a lovely person. It doesn't. There's, there's two things. You've got a job 
and you, and, and your personal. You know, I've met my general. Generally, I don't know about you, Rich, but I go in with an open mind to almost anybody. Um, Same, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, and and yeah. sometimes people will surprise you. Sometimes people you have prejudice. You know, I can't stand them. You know, I can't stand. Mm. It's very easy, isn't it? I can't. And you meet them, and they're lovely. Nine times out of ten, people are lovely. Yeah. Most people are really. And I think people are lovely. Don't you think? Well, mostly, I think, like you've said, it depends on your. If I'm if I'm in a bad mood, then I'm a bit more closed off. But most of the time, I'm in a good mood. And like someone said to me recently, they said, "Rich, you could get on with a brick wall. Like you just, <laughs> I just because I, I the way I see it is everyone's fine until they've proven they've proven me otherwise. Whereas I know people that think everybody's an arsehole until proven otherwise. You know, they start from that. Yeah. Not, well. Yeah. Way. Well. Look, I, I, I also have to to, to uh, react to the fact that a lot of people I meet in, in a work situation think all photographers are idiots and bastards and useless. and <laughs> So I'm on the back foot sometimes as well because I'm having to... The, the, the last time they were photographed was either a paparazzi or... Oh, yeah. And they can't stand it or they had a really bad picture taken and they don't like it. Uh, you know, you're on the you're on the back foot. It's... it's it, so I don't know. It's difficult. Well, it's funny. I've met a couple of people that are paparazzi, and they—I've got to say—I got. I mean, we had a pint and it was fine, but they were—they were difficult company. They were arseholes. Well, it's nothing to do with photography, is it? Really, it—it's it, just for them. It's just a job. It, if it's—it's yeah. it's more about the business side. It's not, you're not trying to take a good picture. You're just trying to get the picture. Yes. So I'm out to try and get an interesting photograph, and that either work both works and says something, and and is. Uh, entertaining to look at or interesting to look at they're just you know I have been in a million situations where I could have done a pat picture and, yeah. and made a fortune I used to do um, for several years I was I did Pippa Middleton oh uh, really photographed her uh, for a magazine where she was doing something for about three years and we used to have situations where we would organise to photograph her completely secret so a car would pick her up we'd go somewhere we'd shoot it and she would sometimes say to me, this, uh, can, you, um, can you hold an umbrella up uh, as I leave? And I was like, it's not raining. And she's like, I know, but I'm being photographed. And she said, and uh, I was like, there's no one there. And I said, look, I'll go out and have a look. There's no one there. I go out, couldn't see anyone at all. Uh, so we do what she asked, get her into the car. And 30 minutes later, we're clearing up the stuff. And I, and I go on the mail online. Have a search, and there we are. No, sometimes with me standing with the umbrella, there. <laughs> there's be somebody who stood out all day to try yeah. and get that shot because they'll get whatever they'll get money wise. People, when what they need to, to people really do know how to hide. They know how to hide at long lenses, and also that's a, it's a money bag thing, isn't yeah, it? Certain people yeah. are just you stand out all day with a long lens and waiting, and you're going to earn yourself enough to yeah look after yourself for the week. I suppose you have to be a certain again. You have to be a certain kind of person. <sighs> Yeah, who doesn't give a shit. Yeah, it doesn't give a shit. Yeah. And, you know, you're ruthless as well. Yeah. Just ruthless. Yeah, yeah. These guys, that's, that was, the, there was a, there's a, there's a, my mate's got a pub, the Charlotte Desk Party in Archway. Oh, yeah. And there was a couple of them in there and we, I was talking to, that's where I was. And they were, they were, they, they're not people I would have chosen to have spent the evening with. We just happened to have done a gig and then they were, afterwards we were talking and then, but the way they were talking, they just didn't give a shit about people it was all about getting no. the shot getting the money you can't get emotional I suppose they would yeah. say you can't get emotional about it no um, no I, I it's uh, yeah the fame thing I mean I, I I've seen so much of fame and I, I don't think I'd ever ever want I'd love to be success, super successful yes. but I don't think I want to be famous that no. whole I don't know how people 
the idea that when you're when you're walking to a supermarket and you've just got your little list on your phone or whatever to get your bits, and that actually you're aware that everyone else is looking at you and judging you yeah. and having their prejudices, as I mentioned earlier, coming to the fore, and also wondering what's on your list. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's just nuts, isn't it? You, yeah, you could have your, your your basket exposed. Indeed. Well, they're saying, yeah, how come he's got some fancy cool jets or something? It's just, it's just I don't, no, 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 no. Hate it, hate it. But I was talking to, I'm not name dropping, but Jenny Ryan from uh, The Chase. Oh, yeah. So she, was, she ah. came to our gig last night. Brilliant. She's such a lovely woman. She's fantastic. But she's so aware of... Like anything she says is going to get picked up because it's the biggest TV show at the minute. And and she was saying last night, she goes, yeah, I just know how to play it now. I know what to say, what not to say. Can you imagine having that life where everything is scrutinised, everything is just pulled apart? Well, funny you should say that because my next job is The Beast from The Chase. Oh, really? I'm doing his autobiography oh, wow. next week. Um, so, yeah, I, I completely... Yeah. And and they're not even what you would call that they've kind of arrived in celebrity. Yeah. Um, it's not like that they've been an actor since they were sixteen and they've got to the top. They've kind of just come in at right angles, haven't they? So yes. That's a yeah. That must be even stranger. Yeah. They're really good at something, and they happen to have been picked up and given this prime time slot, and the show's taken off and been massively successful. It's just it must be just crazy, just crazy and surreal. yeah. But then you think about the next level, like, like you say, like the Royals. Now, I remember my ex-partner, uh, she did a gig at the Palladium. And so Rob Brydon was on and all these, but Prince Edward was in, it was a, something to do with him. And so he was there and he met everybody. And I was, I was like, she was doing her thing. So I sort of stepped out of the way and was outside with all the autograph hunters and everyone afterwards. And Prince Edward came out and he was saying hello to everybody. And then mm. he gets in his car and I didn't realise, I didn't even realise this at the time until they left. Suddenly, the whole street by by Liberty around there, mm. he got Prince Edward got in his car, and then the three cars pulled away and disappeared. It was like all of the shadows in the street suddenly followed him. It was incredible. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" There was security everywhere, and you didn't see any of them. But it was like, honestly, like I said, the shadows just followed them out. It was, it, and you go, "Wow, that is another level of." Do you know, although Security. I 99% of what I do is is set up and lit and choreographed and they come to me or we do something set up, I did, I did do a job donkeys years ago, again, back in the days of film, where I was asked by BAFTA to go and do, uh, there was some sort of BAFTA ceremony in somewhere like the Palladium and Prince Edward was the host. And they said, could you come, come in and just do some shots of Prince Edward? Um, you have to go on something called the Royal Rotor, which means you've got clearance to right. be... So you get, become a Royal Rotor photographer for that period. You're cleared as, for security and there are usually only about two of you in, in a situation. So it was me and one other guy. Uh, so I was in the backstage bit. I did my pictures with him. That was fine. The security were very, very, very aggressive with mm. me and very almost pushing me around. But And yeah, I was right. like, I was, feeling, I was feeling, it wasn't really what I normally do. Yeah. But anyway, so I'd done it and I was feeling a little bit perturbed by how full on they were and we go into the auditorium uh, full packed auditorium Prince Edward obviously on the front row and I'm standing on the side lights are all on then the lights go down and he goes up on stage and my job my final picture I have to take is him on stage it's now almost total darkness apart from the spotlights on the stage and I thought well I have to get a long lens and just do it from the side so I pick up my camera put my long lens on put my flash on and 
just touched my camera button. And what I'd completely forgotten is that when you touch a camera button in the dark with a flashlight on, on a camera, in order to focus that camera, it's... <laughs> It sends out a little red light, oh like my a, beam God. Of, a beam of light. So you have to imagine 500 people in an audience, a beam of red light goes across the audience, hits Prince Edward on the top of his head and circles his head. My God. And at that point, it takes you sort of the one second to think, I'm just looking like I'm snipering the royals. Yeah. There's a security guard who's just been incredibly aggressive with me. I think I should leave now. <laughs> Did they not say anything? They kind of piling up. They over. took me down and they, I made my excuses and left. Yeah. It must be when you're in those high pressure situations, when you come away from it, do you have a moment where you just go, fucking hell? Oh, um, I won't name them, but yeah, there was a couple of um, very well known people I photographed for a magazine who, who were so difficult and changed the goalpost so specifically on the day that I finished the shoot and sat outside with my head between my knees really? for about five minutes just to kind of get a grip on it because I knew that I had to de- I had to deliver what, what was required. They had wrecked it. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, no one gives a shit. There's no excuses in my job. So oh, really? No one, you can't ring up and say, yes, but you know what she said? She said she had to go then and, and this has all changed and she wouldn't do this. And, and she as in happened in this case, she she shouted and swore, swore about the clothes and said she thought the lighting was shit and all this. St- and they are like, "Did you get the shot?" Yeah, yes or no. I, that's, the, it. You know, that's it. Did you get the shot? And I go, "Yes, I got the shot." And they're like, "Great, put the phone down." It's just wow. So no one no one's interested in in your sob story. They just want to know, yeah. did you get it? So I have to deliver. It I'll must. deliver. I'll, I'll yeah. do anything to get the shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'll. I'll uh, I once photographed the. Um, oh, sorry, it sounds like a listen. listen no, thing. no, no. You, um, you photographed. I photographed everybody. the Archbishop of Canterbury once. Went, right. Went to Lambeth Palace, took the pictures, and as I was doing it, I was realising it was just rubbish. It just, just rubbish. Yeah. But I, I had my slot, and I couldn't stop it. And I realised the time I hadn't got time to move. So I finished the pictures. He left, and I put my head between. You know, I was just like, oh my yeah. god, I haven't got it. I know this is rubbish. So I spent an hour wandering around the palace trying to find people and begging to get him back again, yeah. just begging. Wow. He wouldn't come back out. We did what we did, but I knew I hadn't got anything good. Yeah. And there's nothing I can do about it. I just, it it, it yeah. is what it is. You've been told what you want to the, the particular yeah, shot. And I, I just hadn't got it. I hadn't got anything interesting out of it. Mm. Um, again, you put that on my list of failures, but um, <laughs> you know, I ha- you have to, because they just won't hire you again. Yeah. You just, you know, no, no, one, no one gives a shit. But that, they, must, that must be so stressful when you come away from it going, oh, I failed. That's you're it. a stand-up. You talk about stressful. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but we, yes. I Yes, you're right. And I suppose, with the, yes. You live and die on the moment. That's true, actually. And when you do have a bad gig, you go, that's it. It's all over. And then, But luckily, you've already got another one booked in. I, I photographed a lot of comedians and... One of them, quite very well-known comedian, uh, we did recently, and I sat during lunch with him, uh, talked about the up-and-coming younger comedians. Yeah. Uh, and it's amazing. His body language changed. <laughs> his arms came in tighter. Oh, yeah. His head dropped a little bit. He caught me out the corner of his eye, and I just, yeah, it's a very competitive world. He was yeah. like, yes, it and is. And more so. More, yeah. It's getting more so. I was, at a, I was at a Christmas party just the other night, and it was, it was at uh, 21 Soho. And and I was very surprised to have got an invite in the first place. And I got there, and I was the oldest one. Mm. Must have been the oldest comedian that was in the room. And it was all the young up and coming, and and they all knew each other, and they're all dancing around. And I've never felt more out of place. That's the age thing, isn't it? The, yeah. the, I mean, you know, I'm in my mid fifties, and and it's uh, I'm now super aware of 
my age and I'm I see I th- I mean maybe it's my vanity but I I I recognize I see how I think I'm perceived through other people so it's getting more difficult to be down with the kids as it were and yeah. to be and also to pretend that I'm going to somehow be the hip new thing because I'm not no. um, I've been around too long um it yeah it's an age thing and it's 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 difficult my industry I don't know about yours because there is a huge respect as people get in in your world for people of all ages. I wouldn't have thought it was quite so youth based, but oh, it is. Is it? Yeah, oh God, yeah, yeah, De- yeah, more so, I'd say. And it's funny, like you say, yes, you get people. There are certain people that have been around long enough and are there's a respect. They get. I know that I've been told myself. People they go, oh, yeah, people respect you. But I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't pay. The bills <laughs> that doesn't get me anywhere. I'm like, thank you, but it doesn't get me anywhere. But it, I suppose it's the same. I suppose there's very there's similarities in all aspects of what we do. Really. Yeah, but well, yours is a performance, and and, and mine's a tiny performance. Yeah. But it is a little. I I still go into a kind of performance mode to a degree. But 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 uh, yeah, you you live on you, you live and die on the moment, don't you? If you mm. if you go down well, you'll get another gig, and if I go down well, I'll uh, hopefully get another another gig as well. Yeah. But, um, I'm aware that I treat everything like this is it. You're being judged on today. Um, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, and uh, that's quite wearing. I'm sure you find it, it wearing. You know, yeah. you have to be your best every time. Yeah, uh, and sometimes I mean, I, there have been occasions where I've just just run out of ideas. Yeah, well, when you're like you say, you're trying to get the best out of that person. Yeah, or, and or you just you walk into you walk into you know they get they give you an address. You turn up in a hotel room, and they go, "Yeah, we need four different shots," and I just can't see anything. I just I look oh, around. Really? I'm like. I can't, I can't think of anything to do. Or or they're just dull as ditch water. <laughs> you know, there's just nothing going on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just... and I've But I've got to come up with something because I've got somebody who's going to say, you know, why, why didn't this work? So, yeah. Um, so I'm sure you've got your fail-safes. Uh, yes, there I you do. Go. Yes. You've got your fail-safes. I've got my fail-safes. But yours, yours now, must people know... It's you have you have even though it's different people and you're trying to get different things out of different people, but people know it's your style of photograph. They go, oh, that's a that's that's yours, that's his. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, but I try. I'm one of the few photographers. I I don't really have a set style. I don't. A lot of people, a lot of my people I compete with have a, a one thing they do and that's it. Um, I'm a bit more of. Um, I'll deliver you three different things. Mm. Um, I try and yeah, but. I, I just want to produce something that I'm proud of. And also I just want to produce something that, you know, again, it's vanity, isn't it? But I just, I would love it if, if the person I photographed liked the picture. I mean, it's yeah, just, yeah. if they, if they're happy with it or, or excited by it, or that's just the best feeling. But it is complete vanity, isn't it? Of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, know, you like the applause. I do. <laughs> that's what we talked about earlier. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a tough night when you don't get laughter or applause and, you know, it's, uh, yeah, just that affirmation. Go, oh, I've done a good job. Yes. That's what you want. Yeah. I yeah. think affirmation, that's, 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 yeah. uh, I think that's yeah. what we want. Maybe I I'll change know. my Twitter handle. I'll put affirmation, please. More of. Yeah. <laughs> More of. Oh, in brackets. <laughs> uh, this has been lovely. Oh, I mean, this would be great. What's the, have you got a favourite? One person that you always wanted to photograph and then you managed to do it. Is there anyone in particular or someone that you would like to photograph? Yeah, well, most yeah. people like to photograph and are dead. I'd love to yeah. do, uh, you know, it's, it's it's the usual suspects, really. Uh, it's difficult to differentiate between people who are your personal heroes mm. and people who you think would be interesting to photograph. Um, so, 
you know, I, 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 I've done, a lot of people who I thought would be really interesting to photograph have actually just been very, very difficult. Yeah. Um, you know, I did Stephen Hawking not long before he died, and that right. was incredibly difficult um, for obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can't do a lot, um, and also on that occasion, he 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 doesn't didn't like flash going off, so he just shut his eyes. So oh, I find wow. myself negotiating with Stephen Hawking, which takes a while <laughs> to uh, keep his eyes open. For the game. So uh, there's lots of inter- super interesting people. I mean, the, 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 I'd love yeah, I'd love to do Michael Caine. Oh, excellent! Yeah, do you know what I mean. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. just because I don't think there's anybody more British than Michael Caine. No, he's transcended everything, and he's interesting, and he's iconic. Yeah. Um, and also, I haven't seen a good picture of him in about forty years, so I quite like a challenge. I quite like to right. do something with him where he, he just looks excited. He looks enthusiastic. He tends to have that Zen look, um, and I like a challenge. So I'd love to do that. Um, oh, maybe if he's listening. Oh, there you go. Come on, Michael. <laughs> Come on, Michael. Let's make this happen. You get him talking about, I think he likes, he's into his music, so. Oh, well, I love him. Yeah, I'm well into my music, so. Get uh, him talking about that. Y- yeah, well, yeah. I, but I, again, I would sense that he's a no-shit sheriff as well, though, that yeah. I'd have to be on it. And uh, people like that are almost more worried. I, I, I did a, a, sh- a shoot with Joanna Lumley, who, is kind of a regular, you know, regularly famous person. And I was more nervous about that than I have been for ages because, not because she's famous, not because of anything, but I was aware she'd been photographed by the top photographers in the world mm. ever, ever, ever. So I'm now standing and having to reach the bar of all my icons. And that's the thing. So it's like you, you know, you standing yeah. in front of Richard Pryor or something. It's just, God. you know, it's it it, it, it it makes you yeah. up your game and, yes. you know, that's that's, but I've I've I've, I've done most I've I've done quite a few heroes who who you know musical heroes and and writers and yeah I've done lots of people who are interested in me but I don't have any great control over these things so I just get the gig or I don't get the gig yeah right um, sometimes I get the gig and I can't do it oh no. no I've had ones that sometimes I mean there was one years ago but where I was working in a studio in London and um, they all knew I was a David Bowie nut. And it's a series of studios in a, in, a, in a complex. And as I was packing up, the guy came over and said, Bowie's coming in later if you hang around. Wow. I said, you're kidding. They said, no, 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 hang around. Take your time packing up. So I packed up as slowly as I could, got to the end, still no show. I thought, he's never going to show. And, of course, packed the car, left. Next time I was in, they said, oh, you just missed him. Oh, you left as every came. time. I'm like, you know. Oh. But on the other hand, there is the never meet your heroes thing, isn't there? That you yeah, do meet them. there is that. And... If they're horrible to you or they're not very interesting or they don't like your picture, I don't know. Sometimes it does it sully it to, somewhat. You know. Yeah, it does sully it somewhat. Yeah. Oh, but this has been great. I knew this would be well, great. Well, look, one day, Thank Rich, you. I'll photograph you and then it'll yeah. all be over. That'll be it. That's when I'll know, that's <laughs> when I'll know that I've achieved something is when, is when you're like, can we, can we do a session? Now I know I've achieved something. There you go. That's it. So well, that's, that, that'll be the benchmark. That's how I'll know. Uh, this has been great. Uh, where can we find you on social media and things? You can find me on Instagram, Mark Harrison Photography, or uh, Twitter handle is Snapper, Snapper Harrison or MarkHarrisonPhotography.com. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk. Shooting, live streaming and podcast production.